you're listening to Cobb Conversations on the Business of Brands with Sudeep Chawla and Sharavana Raghavan. We've spoken about measuring what you treasure, about insights, about market research. But there is this one element that is common across all of these that you've mentioned, Sudeep. about stimulus being used across all research and insights and uh, measurements so what is stimulus and why do we need it fair fair so for uh, you know everybody who is listening to this and who's uh, been possibly following us or asking us how to do research diy or otherwise you would appreciate that you go to consumers to get their reaction to something and that something could be a new proposition that you're thinking of or a proposition that you've already thought of and you want to do some articulation around it or a new idea that you want to check anything that you want to do you would want to create some kind of a representation that a consumer can react this representation is called stimulus uh, for example you have a brand you have thought about a proposition that you think will appeal to brand's target segment then you convert that proposition into some kind of a communication some kind of a representation that representation is called stimulus now these representations or this stimulus could be of multiple kinds yeah the ones that i've usually seen in all my years in marketing you know in in the research etc is uh, you know the first one i would possibly say is advertisement something that you see on tv digital etc so that's the most finished form of stimulus that you will find for any brand then third most common will be animatics so this is pre advertising 2d or 3d representation of the advertisement Uh, animatics is made when a creative writes a script and that script is then animated using 2d or 3d characters so it is significantly cheaper as opposed to uh, an advertisement and therefore you can test whether an advertisement is working or not working by making first in animatics uh, so now now is when possibly i introduce the most common form of stimulus which is concept card now concept card is the most commonly used stimulus across all kind of researches regardless of whether it is a quantitative or a qualitative research yeah a, a different form of concept card which again you know uh, most of us would have seen in researches is called adcept mm-hmm. an adcept is a little more tastefully designed concept card Uh, which almost looks like a print ad it might not be completely finished in terms of its articulation etc but concept card more looks like a slide and uh, adcept looks more like a, a print uh, in a newspaper yeah but they're just a you know slightly better designed form of each other but in today's conversation we should discuss more and dive deeper into concept card now a concept card the reason it is most popular is because it can be made by anybody could be turned around by anybody it does not require you to be 
uh, you know a creative designer or an art designer to make it it presents a logical flow of thought to the consumer you don't need to take big leaps etc etc and last but not the least it allows for all qualitative as well as quantitative measurement and hence concept card is possibly fairly popular now if you want to create a concept card this is something that you should possibly write down or note down there are four different pieces that you need to articulate in a concept card and only four first is a relevant consumer insight that is something that you start with second is your brand offer or benefit which solves for that insight or builds on that insight third is your reason to believe or which is called as rtb by a lot of marketers so now that you captured a consumer insight you have uh, offered a benefit you should off also offer a logical argument which allows the consumer to believe you why should they believe you so there is a reason to believe they believe that my brand or my product can actually fulfill the deed yeah can offer or can fulfill and last but not the least is you sign it off by giving the emotional payoff yeah what is the final emotional payoff that the consumer would get if they are going to use uh, your brand to satisfy the need that you have identified yeah this could actually form a slogan or anything of that kind so that's the simple structure for example if somebody was to write a concept for water water that we drink every day so therefore what is the relevant consumer insight thirst refreshment yeah okay how i look at water is that there are multiple options to quench your thirst and feel refreshed but there is only one which is almost freely available and in abundance yeah almost everything is paid for or is controlled by somebody right so you would possibly articulate it saying there are multiple moments during the day when i feel thirsty and i want something to quench my thirst how i wish i had a drink that was freely available and i could be i could carry it along with me and the insight that you're talking about should it always be written or said in the first person ideally yes because a consumer is going to read it therefore it should almost be written in a manner uh, that uh, mirrors consumer's articulation and feelings because it is finally the consumer whom you are going to talk to and they are going to read it so therefore it you know comes like this so therefore i would say that you know uh, there are multiple moments during the day when i feel thirsty and i need something to quench my thirst uh, how i wish that there was a drink that was freely available uh, with me and i could carry uh, it with me so then the brand offer will be and the brand offer then is from god because god god made water available so the brand offer is that presenting to you god's boon water a drink that is freely available and uh, if kept uh, clean can be consumed by anybody and it can be flavored it can be consumed like it is it can be uh, its temperature can be changed 
and uh, it is very well adept at quenching our thirst and then there is reason to believe reason to believe is that you have to believe what god says so that's the reason to believe that if god is saying that he's made something like this you might as well believe it and finally the emotional payoff that uh, water the elixir of the life elixir of life or a thirst quencher available anytime anywhere if you're not so creative <laughs> like sharvana so that's how you know that's the structure so there is a insert articulation in first person says that the consumer almost when they are reading they think that this is mirroring what i think then there is the brand offer then there is reason to believe and finally there is the emotional payoff if you follow this structure this structure will also allow the consumer to unwrap your offer in a manner that they Uh, are taken through it in a fairly logical manner once you convert it into a print uh, ad or a or a tv ad you kind of build a lot of these insight etc into semiotics or context you will not say it out aloud right and that's why you need good creative guys to work with you but at a concept stage these are things that are still in your head and you've not figured whether this is the right articulation and number 2 how can you build it into semiotics and hence concept card is a fairly simple form of just putting it out there and checking whether each part of a card resonates with the consumer or not right and another point i just wanted to add was that when the insight is written in first person it builds a lot of relatability for the consumers reading it and when you place the benefit right next to the insight without the aid of any creative is when like you said the logic flows a lot smoother and when you actually convert it into an ad it might not be this clearly articulated here we're taking the help of words i think that's a beautiful way of putting yeah, and it and you will find that advertising etc also has a significant task of engaging with the consumer and hence it might follow the reveal route so a lot of the reason to believe etc might come towards the end so the structure of an advertising is governed more by how they want to engage the consumer concept card structures itself in a fairly logical manner such that you are able to test for uh, relatability of each statement rather than the beauty of its articulation right so i have a couple of questions on this today one what happens to this concept when you translate it because marketers end up writing it in india mostly in english but not all our brands are sold in english and i've looked at it even in international markets while my team or i write the concept in english it gets translated to multiple languages have you seen the impact of the concept change or is concept the best way to enable this translation no i think uh, i actually believe that concept possibly is the simplest way of getting your translation right when you start adding creative layers on top of it that is where you use lingo or uh, words which are little more colloquial in nature and there the translation 
runs the risk of becoming transliteration yeah and then you know getting the local nuance right getting your pronunciation right etc becomes very critical in concept card you haven't added any significant layer so it's very simply is your logic laid down in a bare form uh, then it needs to be translated of course due course due uh, you know care need to be taken such that the right words are used and everything that you want to say is completely communicated but i still feel that concept card is the simplest stimulus to be used for translation got it and what do you think about the rules that are usually dictated around writing a concept one page 100 words is that do you prescribe to that i i would always uh, go for a one slide uh, kind of a thing my method always has been you write it down and then try to make it as pithy as possible so remove uh, test each adjective that you are putting there whether it is needed or not and test out each word but you know you you craft only when you've written it once or twice and then you you know craft it better so make it as pithy as possible i don't have a word rule but i have never taken any concept beyond one slide or one a4 sheet right and does a concept work just to validate a brand's thought process or to benchmark versus competition also yeah it can work for any purpose that you like uh you can benchmark against competition for example if your competition is already a popular brand and they have some kind of a positioning that they claim now you want to test number one if you claim the same positioning what is the strength of association in consumers mind uh, number two you might have a different positioning and you want to see which one of these resonates with the consumer more yeah uh, or if you are you know uh, if you are keen to take another angle on the same positioning and thereby reposition your competitor even that can be tested so all relative as well as solo testing can happen using a concept right and is there a limit on how many concepts you can test at one time with consumer i don't think so frankly uh, unless you uh, are a maniac and you want to test 20 25 concepts but uh, i have seen i've been part of uh, uh, researches where you know we call it a cyclical concept kind of a research so you take a concept mm-hmm. to them take their feedback revise the concept take it back so i've seen four or five rounds of concepts been taken to the consumers uh, that that is okay right. i don't i don't think there is any rule around it right and in the in the previous episode about qual and quant mm-hmm. research we spoke about concepts in both so does a concept aid qual and quant yeah. research or is there a bias to either no, i think one both are the fine because finally at the end of the day quant will tell you what and how much so therefore a concept against the concept you can say that the insight uh, are how much are you able to relate to the insight on a scale of 1 to 10 1 is i don't relate with it at all and 10 is i can relate with it completely and then uh, a qual will help you understand the why why do you think that the insight is relatable what part of that uh, resonates with you why do you say that when do you feel like that etc etc so it you know frankly it's a great aid for either research Now-
you're listening to Cobb Conversations on the Business of Brands. Your hosts are Sudeep Chawla, marketing practitioner, business leader, and educator to advertising and marketing professionals, and Sharavana Raghavan of Vitral Brand Expertise, growth consultants to consumer-facing brands and businesses. For more information, go to Cobb. Podcast.net. If you find this podcast helpful, please help us by telling your friends and rating us. The breakdown of the logic flow of a concept makes total sense. I think that's the best way to put it. The insight, the benefit, the reason to believe and the emotional payoff. I think that's a perfect structure. But now we go into our listeners' favorite segment of most podcasts where you illustrate all this with an example yeah so i i was just thinking about it and i actually picked up a brand for which i had made a concept card multiple times and it is not my brand it's a competition brand that i was trying to work upon and some of our listeners would have uh, heard about it in a couple of previous episodes as well so i picked up kinder joy because i actually love the layering that they do with their concept uh, for the uninitiated, Kinder Joy is a, a product worth, I think, 40 bucks. It's a plastic egg-shaped uh, offering from uh, Ferrero, which is uh, it's a, it's a plastic thermoform egg and uh, which when torn apart divides into two halves. One half uh, contains the chocolate. The chocolate is a gooey, uh, uh, creamy and chocolate combination. Uh, and it has two wafer balls in it and this is uh, sealed with a you know a, a, a plastic seal you have to tear apart the seal and eat the chocolate with a scoop the scoop is stuck to the seal of the other side under that seal you have a toy and usually the toy is very nicely made uh, very fairly well designed well fitting toy with some kind of an instructions sheet along with it yeah that's the construct of kinder joy and uh, from a kid's point of view, uh, it provides to them, obviously, uh, beautifully tasting chocolate as well as a toy to engage with. What it also offers is this whole joy of unwrapping, a joy of discovery. So before even you get to the chocolate and the toy, you have to, you know, tear the uh, egg apart, uh, rip uh, the seal on both sides, etc. So therefore, that process itself kind of heightens the excitement. Yeah, you don't know what you're gonna get inside. You know the chocolate, you don't know the toy. So that all of that works very well for the kids. It's almost like a gift. The ritual, the delayed gratification, and the big surprise reveal. And uh, the way Kinder Joy uh, plays it, uh, articulates it. When you look at their advertising now, and I will will possibly put the uh, the YouTube link for their advertising in the show notes. So what they do is they do very two very interesting things. Number one, uh, from a chocolate point of view, uh, make your make the mother's picture the uh, the creamy part as something which contains milk. So they say it has goodness of milk. There are some more outlandish claims about you know the balls containing barley and vitamin E etc. I'm kind of ignoring that. That's a slight uh, you know claim that they put. And they also talk about toy 
being a good stimulation for kids minds so therefore there is goodness for the body goodness for the mind kind of a thing and what you will always find they will never show kinder joy being consumed in isolation or being bought in isolation it will always be about uh, you know mother giving the kinder joy kids feeling happy and then kids uh, you know kind of eating kinder joy and playing with the toy along with the mother in in the ad that we will uh, put kids come back and give and kiss on either cheek of mom there are two kids in the ad so there is this layer of the fact that the product is liked by kids because of the nutrition and stimulation it offers there is permissibility from the mother and finally there is emotional payoff for the mother because she not only makes the kid happy kids come back and express their love for her and she is also able to play with them she is able to spend moments of togetherness with them so that's the whole layer that they build and it's quite nicely woven one of the previous episodes we had spoken about this benefit laddering which was via fab features uh, advantages and benefits and before you construct your concept card if you make your fab it will be easier for you to you know claim uh, what is your benefit what is your reason to believe etc so from a feature point of view a kinder joy has a gooey chocolate wafer ball and toys and gooey chocolate with goodness of milk wafer balls with vitamin e and toy for mind stimulation now it has great shelf packaging it has bright colors it has egg shape etc etc right now advantage is it is liked by kids and it is good for kids yeah good for kids comes from calcium and vitamin e liked by kids because of toy etc and the good, tasty chocolate yeah and then when you ladder it up the benefit and because it is given by the mother is moments of togetherness and happiness between parents and kids yeah so that's the fab for the concept when you then try to put it in a concept form so what is the consumer insight yeah the consumer insight is when you, and now you're getting a mother to read this therefore possibly you will want to write it in first person format for a mother so she is the one who is going to buy and give it to the kids so a mother would say that uh, you know uh, as a parent uh, i struggle to find something which is good for kids and that is liked by the kids or if you want to expand it you can say that as a mother whenever i try to find something which is good for kids it is either not tasty or it is not liked by the kids how i wish there was something which was good for the kids as well as liked by it, them also yeah both ways either ways is fine the insight remains the same depends on what you are comfortable and the insight always ends with a consumer wish or a want and if you build it like that it makes your offer land better yeah but it is not necessary you can just say that uh, as a as a parent i'm always on lookout for products which are good uh, nutritionally good for my kids uh, and are and have a decent chance of being liked by my uh, kids also yeah uh, the same insight will hold true for 
wide range of products insights are not unique because insights are human truths they will be built upon by multiple categories so this whole category of gummies for example nutritional gummies goes on this insight in fact even a lot of the toothpaste kids toothpaste that tastes well yeah strawberry flavored toothpaste etc etc also go by the same insight yeah so you will find a wide variety of stuff kids stuff which builds on this some time back i saw this advertising by mattel where they were they were advertising for barbie so now barbie dolls are obviously liked by the girls but they gave it a slightly higher meaning to say that you know by playing with a barbie and doing whatever role play etc that a girl does it allows them to dream of their future even before they start realizing it so they were trying to give meaning to this whole play with the doll bit and hence again going into that space that it is good for them and it is obviously liked by them right so i think in one of our recent episodes about insights we also articulated insight as an emotional vulnerability of the consumer which can be satisfied in innumerable ways in fact can go across even categories so makes perfect yeah. sense okay so this is the relevant consumer insight then comes your brand offer and brand offer is fairly simple because now that you've done your fab so therefore it is fairly easy you will say presented presenting kinder joy a unique combination of chocolate plus toy with three benefits chocolate that's good for health toys that stimulate the mind and uh, and a, and a product that gives moments of togetherness between mothers and kids very clearly what you what you saw there in fab is completely translated here no reason to believe requires you to go little more factual so therefore you will say that's because it has creamy white chocolate that's rich in cow's milk now this is i am not making this up this is something which is stated in the advertising so when our audience see the advertising they will see all of these claims then it says a cocoa chocolate with wafer balls that's rich in vitamin e and thoughtfully designed toys that stimulate the mind and then finally there is uh, emotional payoff emotional payoff is just a summation of all of this and possibly done in a pithy manner so we say kinder joy and again i've picked it up from the advertising itself goodness for growing kids creative minds and caring moments it's quite nicely you know uh, capturing everything kinder joy goodness for growing kids creative minds and caring moments can that also substitute for a tagline of the brand so you can possibly say kinder joy my ultimate solution to making my kids happy healthy and connected or and loving or something of that sort awesome if if i could get kinder joy to get my kids to be loving correct <laughs> yeah so something of that sort so you can do that yes that's also a legible route any of these will do and maybe those are the two thoughts you have that should i kind of articulate each one of them or should i try to make it pithy make two versions and you can check with a few consumers that's the beauty of concept card i think that's that's beautiful uh, so the the fact that you've reverse engineered the concept from the communication kind of gives a lot of structure to see how a concept can actually translate into your final communication for the brand and this structure i think we're going to drop this in the show notes the 
framework and the link to the ad we're talking about. If we build upon it and we try to create a concept card for Cobb. Okay. <laughs> so what is the relevant consumer insight? Relevant consumer insight, and now I'm taking a shot at it. Relevant consumer insight is that, uh, uh, you know, there are uh, quite a few uh, businesses that want uh, businesses that want to create a brand for themselves but don't have access to sufficient brand knowledge or expert brand practitioners and so it could be that and if you want you can add you know from a brand uh, owner's perspective that how i wish somebody could dispel marketing myths and help uh, demystify marketing concepts for me it all sounds so complex i don't know where to start i wish somebody could simplify this and tell me how to go about Correct. building my brand then brand offer is presenting cob simple enough conversation between two experienced marketers where they dispel myths around marketing demystify marketing concepts and lay out simple playbook for building your brand uh, reason to believe that cob is hosted by uh, Sudeep Chawla and Sharuna Raghavan who have a combined marketing experience of more than three decades between them and have had exposure to large consumer brands which are known for it for their iconic advertising and uh, iconic brand work as well as uh, you know uh, access to uh, a, a good amount of entrepreneurial work with small brands that are looking to create their own brand identity as well as uh, route to market so there is relevance built in there's a competence built in and the drive to engage simplification built in. perfect finally emotional payoff is uh, cob uh, my one stop shop for all things marketing ah. <laughs> yeah so something of this kind so i'm just i'm just That's making perfect. it up as as we go along uh, again the idea is uh, not to you know blow our own trumpet but to you know try and uh, create the structure which can be used by anybody and it can be used on anything you can create a concept card for yourself yeah it can be used for right. anything and this is something what you just touched upon is a very important point it's not about getting it first time right you rather make all the mistakes on paper in the concept format before finding out the same mistakes in the market that's the whole point of writing a concept so don't be afraid to take leaps of faith don't be afraid to uh, to have at least half concepts in even if you don't think it's complete test what you can because you can always build on it that's what the whole testing process is for thank you so much Sadeem. thank you sharan see you Thank you for listening to Cob Conversations on the Business of Brands with Sudeep Chawla and Sharavana Raghavan. Subscribe and learn more at cobcast.net. That's C O B B C A S T dot net.